We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. LB trade deadline episode of the Bronx Pinstripe Show. What's up, everybody? We are recording this about 20 minutes leading up to the trade deadline. It's about 3.40 on the East Coast. Uh, Scott and I are joined by Rich Kaufman. What's up, Rich? What's up, guys? Scott, how's it going? Good. I'm waiting for a move. I think it's going to happen in the next 20 minutes, considering nothing has happened since uh, the, the beginning of the week. So besides, besides our boy Dustin Ackley. Yeah. So the way we're going to do this episode, we're just going to um, talk about our general, you know, views going in, um, you know, into the four o'clock deadline, uh, what's happened so far with the Yankees and obviously all of the other moves that have happened in Major League Baseball. And then if anything happens in the next 20 minutes, we'll obviously drop everything and just talk about that. Uh, Although the news has been kind of slow for the Yankees over the last couple hours here, not sure anything's going to get done. But I want to kick it off with some general thoughts. So, uh, Rich, why don't you kick us off? What What's your general take, you know, on the trade deadline for the Yankees so far this year? Uh, it's been a little frustrating seeing teams like the Blue Jays and Astros kind of make moves to, you know, enhance their team. All the Yankees have been quiet. I mean, they're usually quiet during deadlines, but they've been extra quiet this year. And you know, I get keeping the young prospects, but in order to improve the team. I feel like you have to move one of these guys, um, and it doesn't sound like uh, they want to do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I totally am with you on that. On the keeping the prospects, it's something that we've seen them not do over the last twenty years. 
But um, this, you know, this is we didn't expect the Yankees to be in the position they are right now in first place and and poised to make a deep playoff run. And if they didn't make some additions to the team, I think they would be doing the fans a little bit of a disservice. And that's funny to say because I, I don't think we can really ever say that. They always spend a ton of money. They always try and make moves. But they, I, I do really want to see them do something. Uh, Scott, what's your general take? Well, I'm a little conflicted in the way things are going down because, I mean, obviously we all want to see something drop, right? We want to see something happen. But some of the moves that they're rumored to do to, to be interested in and talking about, I'm not really 100% crazy you know excited about them um you know talking about relievers and uh and and not really being mentioned with starting pitching uh, so it's confusing me a little bit as to what their focus is i guess um and then this, at the same time you know we are in a position where we want to keep our kids and we want to keep some organiz- organizational depth so we don't hurt ourselves in years to come um and i think we do have some of those these acquisitions that everybody else is getting but we have some of them in AAA that are ready to contribute so that's definitely something to think about. You know, we're going to have, I think, two guys that, that will be up at some point. Um, one guy that's already been up that we, that we really enjoyed seeing for a weekend. Um, and they're going to contribute and, and help this team. So I, that's why I don't think we're, we're, you know, we really need to make uh, any big splashes. Yeah, I mean, to, to the point of not making any big splashes, my general uh, take so far has been the Yankees are not really desperate uh, going into this deadline, which is something that's new, I think, especially over the last few years. They don't need to make a big splash in order to improve their team drastically. They're in first place. They've been pre- playing really well. They have uh, definite uh, deficiencies, but they're not like glaring weaknesses. Yes, they should add some starting uh, rotation help. Uh, obviously, second base is an issue. Um, but other than that, there's nothing really where you, you say this team needs to make the move of getting this guy or else they're never going to win. So it's sort of an interesting situation to be in. Um, well, and also, you know, getting the help in the in the starting pitching was one of the big spots that you and I have talked about in the past too. And but I think we both agreed, and I think a lot of Yankee fans agree that we weren't really in on the big guys. You know, we weren't really in on those number ones that were out there because of the simple fact that we didn't want to give up, you know, our top three or four prospects. And that's what it was going to take. It was going to take at least one of those guys um, to land, you know, the the Cueto or the Hamels um, or even the Price. So. And we don't want a rental either, so we want something where we can control. And I, there's actually a couple guys still out there right now, you know, 15 minutes to the deadline that are that kind of fit that bill. So you know, hopefully, Cashman is kind of sitting back and getting something on his terms. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and getting to that price deal that the Blue Jays made, um, if the Yankees were to make that move for price, the Blue Jays gave up their number one and number four prospects in their system. So that would be like the Yankees giving up Luis Severino and Greg Bird. Uh, and we've heard time and time that those are two of the four untouchables. So um, it doesn't seem like it was going to happen. Uh, Rich, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, the Blue Jays, I feel like they've decimated their, their farm system. Um, they got Ben Revere today. They got Lowe. From, they sent three minor leaguers to the Mariners for Lowe, uh, reliever. So I feel like if they don't do anything this year, they're kind of screwed for the future. Um, and I just, I feel like the Yankees need to make a deal for a pitcher just to keep up with the Blue Jays because the Blue Jays and, and the Yankees play, I think the Blue Jays play the Yankees 13 times yeah, down the stretch. in their, in their final 52 games. Um, and with that offense, I mean, do you feel confident with the Yankees rotation as it is now holding down the Blue Jays for a big series? So, uh... 
I mean, obviously the Blue Jays got better. I mean, I'd be stupid to sit here and tell you that they didn't get better. But, I mean, how much of an improvement do you really think Tulo is to that offense over Jose Reyes? Well, I think he's he's definitely um, uh, still the injury risk that Reyes Reyes has been uh, you know on the shelf for a good amount of the season. Tulo has the exact same possibilities. Um, there's definitely more pop there, so I think he's a different type of player. Um, and in fact, the fact that they added Revere too is they kind of filled both of those spots now, right? So they have they have their their speedy leadoff guy who's going to be setting themselves up, and now Tulo's more of a um, a run producer. Uh, so I think they they kind of switched spots with different positions um, is what they did there. So I don't I don't know if it's a direct comparison. Yeah, and in, uh, in Tulo's first game, he had three RB for the for the Blue Jays. He had three RBIs, and I saw a stat that uh, Jose Reyes never had a three RBI game with the Blue Jays. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. So I mean that right there, uh, you know, tells you a lot about what they think of of Tulo. And also, they're I think they have the best run differential in the league. It's Whoa. like plus. It's like plus one hundred. Well, they've scored the most runs. They just by score like a ridiculous 40, amount of runs. Yeah, by like forty runs. So I mean, my overall point was that their offense is already number one in baseball. Right. Uh, right. Adding Tulo, who yes is a better player than Jose Reyes. I mean, just is bolstering a strength of theirs already. Now, when you talk about price, I mean that's a total difference maker. He's one of the best pitchers in the league, and they needed rotation help. Um, but I still think it's going to be difficult for them to catch the Yankees in the division. And I'm pretty sure um, we're not completely shaking in our boots when we see David Price line up against us. Yeah, I think lifetime lifetime against the Yankees, he's he's ten and seven with an ERA, almost four and a half. So, I mean that that's not really anything to worry about. Yeah, but you, like you were saying earlier, uh, Rich, the the Blue Jays GM Alex Anthopoulos. It, I mean, it's been rumored his job is in jeopardy for like a couple seasons at this point. So I think he knows if he doesn't make the playoffs this year, he, he's pretty much done. So he gutted his farm system and pushed all the chips into the middle of the table. Yeah, uh, they've gone, what, 22 years without making the playoffs? So I think he's thinking that now is the time, obviously. And like the A's last year, I mean, they, they, I mean the A's went all in and they uh, they didn't even make it past the wild card game, so... Yeah, I mean, getting David Price does not guarantee anything, but I mean, obviously it, it does. That was a, a big one because that's a direct team uh, in the division. Uh, some other big moves that have happened, um, Yankees were just playing the Rangers and we saw them get Cole Hamels. Um, this is more big because I think the Yankees maybe were in on Cole Hamels a little bit, uh, not so much that the Rangers are really a threat this year um, to make the playoffs, Scott. Well, the Rangers are really setting themselves up for the future, it seems like. I, I don't think they... Uh, they really believe that they're going to make much noise this year. Uh, but coming back next year, they have two uh, very, very uh, high-end starters with you uh, Darvish, you know, assuming he comes back from injury well, and then Cole, uh, Cole Hamill. So, yeah, they're setting themselves up, I think, for the future pretty well as far as their pitching staff. Uh, absolutely. And, I mean, that was really the main attraction of Cole Hamill's is that you controlled him at, um, I mean, a big money, but it wasn't like a seven-year deal. It was you were essentially getting – a guy in his prime for the next four years um, that you can, that you can control under contract. So, I mean, Hamels was definitely an attractive uh, player on the market, and Rangers did, as you said, set, set themselves up. Uh, Astros also got better. They went out and got Scott Kazmir about a week ago. Um, I know the Yankees were linked to him, Rich. Kazmir, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a good get for the for the Astros. They need a, uh, another guy to go with Keuchel. Um, I know the Astros were in on Kimbrel, 
today, and it looked like Kimbrell was going to go um, to the Astros either, or uh, maybe they were going to get Chapman, but it looks like Kimbrell might be staying put now. Uh, Ten minutes to go until four o'clock, so who knows if the Yankees can circle back to Kimbrell, but yeah, so let's talk about that Kimbrel um, sort of drama that's been going on. I mean, it's been linked that the Yankees were in on Kimbrel for a few days now. Um, it was originally reported that the Padres wanted Jorge Mateo, and the Yankees did not want to give up Mateo, who was a shortstop in uh, A-ball. Uh, Rich and I were just looking up the stats. He's hitting about 270 this year. He's 20 years old. Uh, he's pretty raw talent, but definitely a talented guy. Um, I don't know about you, Scott, but I was kind of surprised to see him as one of the untouchables. Yeah, I think they, they really do think a high, very highly of him. Um, but one of those numbers that, that you won't see if you look at batting average or on base percentage is the stolen bases as well. I mean, he's got some ridiculous amount of stolen bases already this season. He's, uh, he's really a dynamic player on the base path as well. Um, but, you know, you're talking about a kid in, in A-ball at this point. So, you know, he's two, three, maybe even four years away from the major leagues if he even gets to that point. So, you know, it's uh, you're, you're in a, a situation where you don't want to completely get rid of your, your organizational depth. And shortstop is definitely one of those spots where we need it because um, obviously we have young CC, or, uh, Didi Gregorius and um, he's he's been playing uh, a lot better and, and to, in my opinion, well lately. Uh, but we don't know if he's going to be the long-term guy. You know, we just, just time will tell. So, uh, that, so it's, that's kind of like what's, what was bringing me back to my – one of my confusion points, I guess, for what we're doing is, is the, the back of our pen is, you know, an extreme strength for this team and giving up one of our top four untouchable guys as you know, as, as the um, organization has said for a back end guy is a little bit puzzling to me. I, I don't really understand the move as much. I'm totally with you. And while Kimbrough would have made the team better, um, I was a little worried about bringing in, or I still am because the deadline's not over about bringing in a guy like Kimbrell or even Chapman, who they've been linked to, and bringing him in as a big-money established closer into a team that already has Andrew Miller, who's perfect in save opportunities, and also Dylan Batances, who has uh, closed a little bit this year and also is an established eighth-inning guy. You always kind of worry maybe that could cause some rifts in the bullpen. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I mean, Miller coming into the season said he was fine with whatever role the Yankees gave him. He seems like a pretty easygoing guy that, you know, doesn't have a big ego like, you know, Jonathan Papelbon has to close. Um, I don't think Miller is like that. But, um, I mean, I would have liked to see Kimbrell on the Yankees because, you know, that's an insane bullpen. But maybe Cashman felt that he couldn't get a frontline starter, so he might as well try to shrink the game with the bullpen um, so his starters can go less innings. But uh, either way, um, I don't think Kirbel's going anywhere right now. The guy that I really don't know why we're, we're not hearing more of and why we're not targeting is Tyson Ross. Um, and, and it seems like the, if the Padres are, are willing to, to make some deals and Mateo's name keeps coming up, you know, let's, let's why can't I think they should be circling around, you know, maybe those two guys and, and, and packaging something for the two of them because Tyson Ross is exactly the kind of guy that I want. He's under team control for, I think, through to, uh, 2017. Um, he's not getting paid a lot of money and he's got a lot of talent. He's, he's definitely one of those guys who has a big upside. He does. Um, I, I was, I, I've read some things though that the Padres maybe wanted to um, sort of dump Kimbrell's contract along with him though. 
And that's what I'm talking about. I think that's more enticing at that point. If we're if we're talking about Kimbrel's contract and Tyson Ross, um, you know, having a guy that we're controlling, a starting pitcher controlling for, uh, you know, two years, that's more enticing to give up. I think one of our, our, our you know our higher end prospects. All right, so let's talk about the starting rotation situation. I mean, as we sit here on Friday, um, Pineda just went on the disabled list. CC just had another terrible start last night. And there was some rumors earlier in the week that maybe um, Ivan Nova has some arm soreness. So pretty much in the last 24 hours, the rotation has really went from being um, solid to, to not so great. Yeah, let me just butt in here one sec. Uh, Bob Nightingale of USA Today says that uh, the Yankees say nothing is going on and that they are expected to stay pat at the deadline. So. Awesome. Well, um, meanwhile, Cespedes gets traded to the Mets. Yeah, so, just saw that. Did, what did yeah. they give up? Did they give up? Um, uh, they're not sure yet, but Wheeler's. They said Wheeler's a logical candidate. Maybe, maybe wait a few minutes on that one because we all know what happened last time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> but going back to the road to the rotation, uh, I fully expect Severino to get called up now. Uh, I mean, he has he has nothing left to prove in AAA. He's seven and zero with a sub two ERA. Um, they need rotation help. I think it it makes sense to call him up. Yeah, and and one thing on Severino, I saw he's approaching his career high in it, inning limits uh, innings uh, um, that he's ever pitched in his in his uh, career for one season. And you know how careful the Yankees are with young pitchers. So it, it'd be so crazy to waste his bullets down in AAA when he's approaching his innings limit for the season probably already, just get him up here and see what he can do and have him contribute to the, to the major league team. So I'm, I'm interested to see how they handle that because if he is, you know, on a, a strict limit, which I don't really know why he would be on a strict limit, but I mean, I get the fact that he's not, you know, he's, he's going to be probably used more if he does come up and we go deeper into the season. Um, but it, it'll definitely be interesting and very frustrating if he comes up, does well, and we pull, um, a Strasburg and like shut them down, you know, when we're going to the playoffs, uh, that would be something that would just drive Yankee fans incredibly insane. And uh, I mean, this is just basically my my own brain cooking up conspiracy theories. But do you think the Yankees have any hesitation about bringing in a second tier starter uh, and then having that guy push CC out of the rotation versus bringing in a guy like Hamels or uh, Cueto or Price, who's established? And pushing CC out of the rotation that way, maybe you can justify justify it a little bit more. Yeah, I think they're trying to avoid that whole situation with with CC. It's gotten to the point where it's hard to justify him being in the rotation. Um, I just I can't see them removing him. I can't see them burying burying him in the bullpen, making twenty five million a year. Well, I mean, at you got to make you got to make a decision. I mean, we've seen team the Giants did it to Tim Lincecum and Barry Zito and they were successful. I mean, you've got to make hard decisions like that. CC should know if he's going out there every fifth day and and not giving his team a chance to win. Uh he needs to get out of the rotation. I think he should be a man man enough about that situation if the, if it comes to it. He yeah. should be. That would be the that would be the professional thing to do. But we'll we'll see what he does, man. But I can't see him doing that, and um, I still wouldn't be surprised if uh, if this uh, dehydration or you know something something turned up or his arm got tired and he was shelved for a little while. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's probably the politically correct way to go about it. 
Um, but again, like you said, we'll see. Um, and hopefully we do see Severino uh, coming up and filling in, uh, at least while Pineda's out. Um, I, I know they've also, uh, there's been some rumors that maybe Warren would get another shot at the rotation. I know they moved him to the pen when Nova came back, also to limit his innings as well. Um, I don't know if they, they want to move him back, though, and risk injury there. And, it's like Jabba and, all over again. Right, yeah. and Mitchell. Don't forget about Mitchell. They, they right. stretched him out, too. Right, forgot about him. He, he's starting. Uh, when is he starting? Or is, uh, he, is he scheduled to think, start? I don't he was they... called up, actually, as depth, I think, for relief, long relief. Um, and <laughs> the way CC pitched last night, I was surprised that he wasn't in a lot earlier in the game, to tell you the truth. Yeah. All right, so we're approaching the deadline. It's 3.59 right now, and as Rich just said, it doesn't look like the Yankees are going to do anything except Dustin Ackley. So, uh, Scott, your thoughts on the one move the Yankees have made? All right, so when you look at this on the surface and you look at Dustin Ackley and you see his numbers and you compare them to Steven Drews, you're, you're, you're looking at that and you're scratching your head because you're like, wow, there is a guy who's worse than Steven Drew. And now he's on our team. Um, but a couple things uh, that, that kind of lead me to um, not, not as, being not as disappointed. One, I, I don't think he's there to play second base and solely second base. I, you know, I think with the move today by um, you know, getting rid of uh, Garrett Jones, it's, it's very clear that Ackley's going to be moving around a lot. And I think he is going to be the backup first baseman as well. Um, he definitely played, I think in college, he was a first baseman uh, for a majority of the time. So he's played first base. Uh, he can play the outfield. He can play, you know, multiple positions. So he does give some defensive flexibility, which Girardi loves. Um, and, you know, he started the season out well, and he definitely hit a slump. So hopefully he can regain that. Maybe a, a, a change of, of atmosphere, a change of uh, clubhouse will, will get him going again because we know he's got the talent. I mean, he's a former number two pick overall. So, Yeah, Rich, I know you and I talked about this on Twitter that maybe Safeco Field and being out in Seattle sort of killed his power. Yeah, I think that goes for, for anyone that plays out there in, in Seattle. I mean, you can ask Cano all about that. but um, And I think that you mentioned um, how the Yankees probably didn't like Garrett Jones' defense. Yeah, um, I mean, it's been pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's been bad. In the outfield at first base, I think he cost them a game against the Rays at first base. Um, and I think the, Jones and Ackley are both hitting two fifteen. Uh, so there's really, I don't think they're losing much. If anything, they get a better defender, and hopefully, you know, a change of scenery can can turn it around for Ackley because we've seen that before. Uh, when Ichiro came over, he kind of took off. Um, I think when guys put on the pinstripes, they kind of get re-energized. So hopefully, that can happen. It does seem like they're going to use Ackley sort of like the poor man's Ben Zobrist. Yeah, or Martin Prado. I feel like. Yeah, Martin, that's a good comparison. Uh, well, the, the thing that makes me feel better about him is that he's not coming over as a second baseman, which means that Ref Schneider still has a chance to come back up and, and affect our, our, uh, our team in a positive way. So um, I, th- I don't think he really puts any kibosh on that at all. What do you think, Scott, the chances are we see Ref Snyder up? Um, you, we, the, he was sent down um, a couple weeks ago because Cashman said he wanted flexibility going into the trade deadline. He didn't want to have to cut anybody like cut, uh, Steven drew or cut Brendan Ryan and then be sort of caught, you know, with his pants down or anything like that. So what do you think the chances are that we see ref Snyder back up? Uh, I think a hundred percent. I think he's going to be coming back up soon. I really do. Because I mean, to me, Steven drew and, um, and Brendan Ryan, we've talked about this. They're like the same guy. 
Um, Drew's got a little bit more pop, but they both have the defensive flex- flexibility. Um, and now with Ackley, the you know he's Girardi has all the options he needs in the field um, with with two of those guys. He doesn't need three of those guys. So yeah. I, I think Refsteiner should be coming up soon and, and and really taking a stranglehold of that second base spot. Yeah, I I can't see them going into a you know the stretch run and a pennant race with all three Ackley, Drew, and Ryan. I feel like one has to go, and it's not going to be Ackley, obviously. Um, because I think it's going to be Ryan. I, I, I think Ryan's going to be the expendable guy because I think Girardi loves Drew too much. Well, I, the, the interesting thing that um, sort of has been quiet is the fact that Didi Gregorius is playing so well. You know, there's no platooning him at shortstop anymore. Right. So it's really only a second base rotation that they've got going on. It used to be a shortstop second baseman rotation. So... Um, you're right. There really is no need to have three utility guys on the on the team. That's just wasting a roster spot. It's wasting a roster spot, and it's frustrating the living piss out of everybody because we have a guy who's going to be, um, you know, who is just probably given the most excitement. I mean, can, do you remember the the weekend when when Ref Snyder came up? I mean, everybody was so excited, and then the kid goes and, and just puts uh, puts one over the monster his first weekend. I mean, it, it literally gave a jolt to the Yankee fans. Uh, I think it was a, a good thing for the team. I just I don't understand why he's not on the on the roster. And if it was because of flexibility going into the trade deadline, well, it's four oh four. So let's call him up. <laughs> I wonder if he's already got his bags packed. I hope so. Uh, are you guys pissed that they didn't do anything? Uh, I'm not pissed because I mean, they're six games ahead in first place but at the same time to see every other I feel like every other contender improve or make some sort of deal um that's kind of frustrating but when you look at a lot of those moves a lot of they did a lot of those moves in desperation it seems like like I mean the Blue Jays the Blue Jays went all in on this year when they're what six seven games back and for uh from in the division and you know they're what, a couple games back in the wild card right. um it's really a desperation move, in my opinion. I mean, I think the Yankees are kind of looking at that, and they're saying, okay, you know, you guys, you guys just completely gutted your system to, to make a run, an unlikely run in the AL East, um, and then, you know, compete against four or five teams for the wild card. So it's really a, uh, that's a high-stakes game they're playing in Toronto. Yeah, I just, I, I think the whole Pineda injury is kind of making me feel worse about this than, it, you know, than I should. Um, I think if he was healthy, I would have no problem with the Yankees standing pat. But the fact that he's out for probably at least a month, I felt like they had to do something. They had to get, you know, like a Brandon McCarthy type pitcher. Um, something, a veteran, an innings eater to put in the rotation, something. But Yankees aren't going to give up uh, pr- good prospects for tier A guys. They're definitely not going to give up good prospects for tier B guys. So I guess I'm not surprised that they didn't go out and get that, that Brandon McCarthy type. The one, um, the one thing I'm surprised at is that Gary Sanchez, Sanchez is still in the organization. Like, I don't see how he fits in to the future of this team. I mean, unless you think that, or unless they're thinking McCann is a first baseman when yeah. Teixeira is done, and then. But what got... about what about Bird then? I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a great point. Well, no, I, I agree with you. I think one of those two guys is not going to be on the, <clears throat> on the on the club. I don't see one of those two guys has to something has to give with those two. Right. Um, and yeah, so I, I didn't really quite understand that either. That's why I was very surprised when they said Bird was one of their four, that they were, uh, you know, completely, um, you know, 
un- the, one of the untouchables. Uh, I feel I felt like Bird and Sanchez were two of the prospects that could have gotten something nice um, on the trade deadline. I thought those two guys could have could have definitely pulled uh, a starting pitcher. And um, so, you know some of the other things that we saw go on. Uh, we mentioned it briefly, but the Royals got a lot better with Cueto and Zobrist. Um, and I think the Royals are going to be probably the one of the teams the Yankees are facing. If the Yankees go to the World Series, I think they're going to probably go through the Royals. So the Royals got a lot better too. Yeah, they needed that that ace pitcher. I think that's one thing that they've been lacking. Uh, they obviously lost Shields. Um, but yeah, I think the road will go through Kansas City again. And um, you know, I, I think I asked the question to you guys earlier: Are you pissed? Uh, I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm pissed, but I'm definitely disappointed they didn't uh, do something more because we, as I said earlier in the show, this this season was not expected. We did not expect them to be in first place at the trade deadline. And frankly, we don't know how much longer it's going to last with these guys. I mean, we're kind of playing with house money with A-Rod and Teixeira and McCann all performing, having, you know, great seasons. Um, I mean, I I hate to say it, but it could come crashing down at any moment. So the fact that you didn't really improve your team in a major way at the deadline is definitely disappointing to me. Yeah, personally, I'm waiting for the wheels to fall off. I guess that's because... The guys that we're relying on have who haven't been healthy in the past have been healthy this year, and to see to Sharon A. Rod maybe play 140, uh, 140 plus games, I I just can't see that happening. And if if one of those guys goes down, I think they're really they're really screwed. Oh. Well, I mean that that would be the case though if we no matter who we got at the deadline, right? I mean if those guys go down, uh, you know there's there's nothing out there right now on the the, the trade deadline that's gonna. Uh, make that any better? No, I mean, yeah. Think, so you, I think the, the fact that those injuries, if they do happen, um, we're screwed either way. <laughs> you're right. If they go down for the season, they're screwed either way. But if 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 they go down for a 15 day DL, it would be nice to have uh, a, a more solid rotation or something like that, or or even another bullpen arm where you can win some games some games in other ways without hitting home runs. Yeah, and over the past what two three weeks, I mean, we've been we've been hitting the ball very well and. The ball hasn't been going out of the ballpark as often, um, but you know you're you're seeing if you look across the 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 stats columns on the Yankees team lineups uh, are are being filled with much higher averages now, right? So we're actually hitting the ball. We're getting a lot more base hits. We're hitting with runners in scoring position. We're doing a lot more of the small things, going station to station. I mean, that one big inning in the uh, what we scored eleven runs was there was no there were no, no home runs. runs. Right. So that's a that's a very good sign for what this team is doing. Um, and, you know, Andrew, you and I talked about this on Monday's show, the, the team chemistry. I mean, that's another aspect you want to consider as well. I mean, how much do you want to really shake that up going, you know, from the deadline? I mean, we have a really good thing going on right now. Like, these guys are gelling extremely well. So that has to play something into, you know, the moves that were made and, and people that they're, um, you know, getting rid of uh, at the trade deadline. So, you know, I think they, the team has a lot of confidence. Um, another thing I want to mention, and it's kind of a moot point at this time since we're past the deadline, but there were rumors that the Yankees might be in on Carter Caps, who's the guy from the Marlins who's got that weird jump delivery, which is 100% illegal. I don't know how he's allowed to do it. <laughs> but um, but to me, that would have been a nice move because it, you weren't going to have to give up a ton. Um, you probably would have given up like a like a mid-level prospect that no one would care about. And you got uh, at least some insurance in the bullpen, um, which would be nice. 
Yeah, I think I saw that the Marlins maybe were interested in uh, in Bird um, for first base, but it would have been nice to get maybe Caps and uh, Prado. You know, that would have been a nice one-two combo deal to get. But Or Caps and Heron. Caps and Heron, yeah. I think uh, I, I, I Buster only tweeted something that um, the Dodgers are paying like 24% of the Marlins uh, payroll over the next like year and a mm-hmm. half. Which is just unbelievable. That's pretty funny. Um, all right, I mean, we're we're coming. <laughs> I think we were expecting maybe the Yankees to do a little bit more, and we could talk about that stuff. But we're we're past the deadline, and the Yankees only did that one move. So, uh, you guys got anything else pressing that you want to discuss? Uh, no. I mean, Curry just tweeted that uh, a decision hasn't been made yet on where Severino's start next start will be. So, hopefully, it's uh, it's in the Bronx. I mean, it, it better be by the way they're you know they're touting him. He's got he has nothing left to prove at AAA. It's time to call him up. Well, here let me ask this question: If 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 Brian Cashman and he'll never say this, but if he was thinking, I would rather have Luis Severino be our quote unquote trade uh, acquisition to bolster our rotation than go out and spend prospects on uh, a you know a Brandon McCarthy type. Scott, are you okay with that? Yes, absolutely. I'm I'm completely fine with that because that's 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 the plan, right? That's why we keep the, that's why we kept the kids. That's why we kept him. We we kept him because we know or we believe that he can contribute on the major league level and and that he's ready now. Like Rich was saying, I mean, he he has nothing else to prove. He's he's gone to Double A. He's gone to Triple A. He's succeeded on every level, um, and and he's ready for the major league. So let's see what he's got. And to tell you the truth, um, you know, he's he's just as good as a lot of the guys that we saw. Um, you know, those mid-level guys. I mean, I'm more excited to see Severino than, than I am Mike Leak. Um, so let's, let's bring him up. Let's see what he's got. And, yeah, hopefully he could be a, a big part of our stretch run. Yeah, I'm looking at Severino's stats right now in, <clears throat> in AAA. 7-0, 1.91 ERA, .92 whip. So, that's, I mean, a, if, that's the big one right there, I think. That's what stands out for me. That's what stat stands out for me. He's given up 40 hits in 61 in a third innings, 17 walks. Um, 13 earned runs, no home runs. He's given up no home runs in 61 innings. That's awesome. I mean, he really does. He has done everything to warrant being called up. He, in he, his in his four years in the minors, which includes obviously A ball, Double A, Triple A, he's given up eight home runs. I love that. That's over. That's in 320 innings. Yeah. Meanwhile, CC Sabathia is leading the league in home runs, and he's even giving up inside the he's, Parkers. He's given up eight home runs probably in his last two starts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these, I mean, when when they see CC on the mound, these guys are just like chomping at the bit. Just li- they're giving their their hardest swings, uh, you know, every week hey, against CC. It's ridiculous. When he can't get lefties out, you know, when he's giving up three run bombs to Josh Hamilton, you know, something something's got to change. And Sinshu Chu. And Chu, yeah, who's been a disaster for the Rangers. Hitting 170 so. versus lefties coming into t- uh, last night and gave up a home run to wow. him. Like, this guy is literally Stephen Drew against left-handed hitters or against left-handed pitchers, and you gave up a bomb to him. Yeah, you're mm. right. If you can't the get Yankees, him out. The Yankees spot him a 3 nothing lead in the top of the first before he even gets on the mound, and then he gives it right back on one swing. That's so demoralizing to the team. It, it is, and it... And it's gone on. Frankly, it's gone on too long. 
Um, I, I think he had like a decent run there um, in late June and early July where it was like, okay, he's getting the, through five innings and the team is in the game. But it, we're at a point where you've got to win all the games you can going down the stretch. Um, you need, I mean, I don't know if it, they, they're still competing for home field advantage. We know how much better this team is in Yankee Stadium. Right. You can't run out CC every fifth day and and have to score nine runs to win. It's just unacceptable. I saw yeah. I saw a stat before. It's you know CC's made twenty starts. He's left the game with the lead four times. The problem with CC right now is is that you know everybody's calling for him to go to the bullpen, but who's to say he's going to do anything in the bullpen? He's never pitched in the bullpen before. His yeah. stuff is just not good. So it's it, I don't care where you pitch him. He, he's just not good. Well, I think he would be the Chris Capuano out of the bullpen. He wouldn't, well, that's, he wouldn't the, be that, a valuable. That, but the contract says he's not Chris Capuano out of the bullpen. Well, that's the, the contract. Problem. I mean, you can't do anything about the contract at this point. I mean, that you got to have to pay him his money, but you don't have to have him go out there and lose games for you. Well, they're they're go, they're steadfast on doing it. That's that's just what's going to happen. I, I don't see an end to this. I, I, not one that's good unless he mans up and says, "Look, I'm hurting the team. Um, I'm hurt." It sucks because I, I, I like CeCe. I think he's a good team clubhouse guy. He he's you know he's nice with the media. He always got he gives good quotes and all that crap. And he won them the 2009 World Series. But come on, I mean we can't keep doing this. This is why I'm so happy that we did not give 10 years to anybody, um, specifically uh, a second baseman. You know I'm just I just don't want to see the end of these contracts anymore. They're just. They're they're uh, they're they're especially for pitchers. Um, you know these long contracts for pitchers. I, I don't think they're going to be you know happening as much anymore. But um, this is what happens, man. I mean, you just you can't you can't keep it as going. You're seeing with Verlander too. Well, yeah, um, <laughs> you're right. Verlander has had a he's been turning it, turning it around though. Um, interestingly, on Verlander, uh, they said he's starting to use scouting reports more, and I said to myself. Why the hell wasn't he using scouting reports before? <laughs> like, what the hell was he doing? He's just, he's just filthy. Guys, I, guess. Yeah. I know, but... Yeah, he's just filthy. He doesn't care what you can do. He knows what he can do. It's just... It's like he just discovered scouting reports. It was funny the way it was... It, I forget where I saw it. I think it was, like, on Baseball Tonight or something. But it, it was just funny to me. But... Uh, oh, you, can, you mean I can watch... I can watch tape on these guys? I can actually yeah. see what they've done in the past? <laughs> yeah. 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 Amazing. Novel concept. He did go to Old Dominion where I went to school, so I can, you know, it's not the greatest school in the world. <laughs> Way to really support your, your alma mater. <laughs> um, all right. I mean, any last thoughts here before we, we finish this off? Let's call up Severino. Let's call up Ref Snyder. Let's get Brendan Ryan off the team and let's, you know, put some games, more games between us and the Blue Jays. All right. I like it. Scott? <laughs> yeah, let's make the Blue Jays uh, really, really pay for what they've done this year and uh, not make the playoffs and then have to deal with the fact that they have zero depth anymore in their organization uh, with some large contracts and they'll be like the Padres and just start giving everything away at the trade deadline. So let's do that. I support Ref Steiner, like Rich said. Bring Severino up. Let's see what these guys can do. Um, nice mix between the vets and the kids. And let's 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 win this division and see what we can do in the playoffs. So, uh, Scott, nice job uh, just randomly picking a Blue Jays game for the Bronx Pinstripes outing next week. That's going to be pretty fun. Yeah, my pleasure, man. I, I saw this coming. It was just one of those one of those things. 
hopefully Price is on the mound and Arod is hitting moon balls to the bleachers. And um, so one thing I think maybe the best move all year is that the Yankees outright released, completely released, <laughs> unconditionally released Esmo Rogers. Yeah, he's not going... only did they release him, they sold him to Korea. <laughs> <laughs> They, they shipped great. him halfway across the world just so he can't just be bad, uh, you know, for the team anymore. Right. Oh, man. All right. I mean, this trade deadline, I think, was fun up until today, and then it sort of quieted down. It was yeah, fun we... for, for everybody just, like, looking at the rumors, I guess. But um, the Yankees' names came up in a bunch. But, you know, what are you going to do? I'm happy with our team. Um, I'm glad that they didn't overspend, and it seemed like Cashman had an agenda, and he kind of just stuck to it. If he was going to get a, a, a deal that he wanted on his terms, then he was going to pull the trigger. If not, then he was going to sit pat. And I, I think that's what happened. All right, so I think that's going to do it for us, and uh, I'm going to go buy a dusty uh, dust bag. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it, and go Yankees. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.